The word ekphrasis comes from the Greek for the description of the work of art produced as a rhetorical exercise. It is a vivid, often dramatic, verbal description of a visual art piece. This is Darwin Messidou. Welcome to The Ekphrastic, a podcast where we paint pictures with words. Today's subject, Andy Warhol. But first, there is art in the news. This time we're talking about a mask that swiped from one of the lions at Art Institute of Chicago. You bastards. His, uh, his piece is uh, written by Steve Johnson in the Chicago Tribune, and he begins... Two people remained at large Friday after stealing an oversized mask from one of the lions at the Art Institute of Chicago, according to the police. By mid-afternoon, the museum had replaced the symbolic face protection, it reported. The lion sculptures and Daly Plaza's Picasso statue were fitted with the mask, emblazoned with the Chicago flag. On Thursday morning, ahead of Governor uh, Pritzker's revised stay-at-home order that went in, uh, into effect on Friday, the order requires people over the age of two to wear masks in public places in public places where they can't maintain social distance, as well as in stores and in other outdoor places. A museum security guard told police he saw two males, ages not specified, get out of a black Chevrolet sedan just before 11 p.m. Uh, this was Thursday outside the Art Institute on South Michigan Ave. According to police, um, the two climbed uh, more northerly of the lion statues and cut off the mask. They climbed the more northerly side, I guess, of the statues and cut off the mask. The two men sped off with it on the uh, four-door sedan, according to police. The Art Institute and the company that made the more than three-foot-wide custom-fitted mask, the, the dimensions designed by Glenview, worked to replace the missing garment as soon as possible. The museum spokesman, Katie Murphy, she was devastated, obviously. Uh, she's trying to get this thing fit, uh, refitted. Naturally, we are disappointed that the North Lion's mask was stolen, but we are replacing it. And we look forward to continued partnership with Mayor uh, Lightfoot to spread awareness in the, in the city of Chicago, the museum said in a statement Friday morning. <sighs> Man, people can't have nothing. We just hear something symbolic trying to, um, you know, raise awareness and it's 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 still artsy in a way and and these these two just 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 can't leave well enough alone they had to go vandalize this thing uh, I, I consider van, vandalizing these this public uh public property there and, and to steal these masks uh, and now we gotta whatever funding needs to go back to the museum to replace that or to make it happen you know it might have been just a couple hundred dollars but still man always messing stuff up you can't have nothing uh the piece ends Indeed, at the fitting of the mask Thursday, an Art Institute executive asked Kelly Winter, who designed and sewed the mask and at Dimension. She sold it. And this is somebody's handiwork and everything. And you're messing stuff up. What would happen if Chicago got feisty and swiped one of them? It would be quick work to fabricate another one, Winter responded. In 1985, people in separate incidents stole the two bears helmets worn by the Lions during the team's championship season way to go chicago so this was written by steve johnson cover he covers art and entertainment for the chicago tribune 
In the more than 25 years at the paper, he's written columns, reviews, news stories, and features on topics from politics to television. And now back to the ekphrastic. Warhol was an American artist, film director, and producer. He later became the leading figure in the visual art movement known as pop art. More on that later. Born Andrew Wilhalla in August 1928 in Pittsburgh, PA, he graduated from the Carnegie Institute of Technology in 49. Then he moved to New York to pursue a career in commercial illustration, working for Vogue, Glamour magazines, might have heard of those. In 1964, Wilhall rented a studio loft in Midtown Manhattan, which later became known as The Factory. The artist used The Factory as a hub for movie stars, models, and artists. Later, they all would just become fodder for his prints and films. His silk screens of cultural and consumer icons include folks you've heard of. Marilyn Monroe, Elizabeth Taylor, commercial stuff like Campbell's soup cans and Brillo boxes. These would make him one of, if not, the most famous artist of his generation, and most certainly, the standard bearer for American pop art. About pop art. Emerging in the mid-1950s in Britain and the late 50s in America, pop art reached its peak in about mid-1960s. Although they were inspired by similar subject matter, British pop is often seen as distinctive from American pop. Early pop art in Britain was fueled by American pop culture viewed from a distance, whereas American artists were inspired by what they saw and experienced in their everyday life. All told, it began as a revolt against the dominant approaches of art and culture and, and the traditional views of what art should be. Young artists felt that what they were being taught in art school and what they saw in museums didn't have anything to do with their lives or the things they saw around them every day. Instead, they turned to sources such as Hollywood movies, pop music, comic books, even advertising product packaging, and, and all those sorts of imagery. Like I mentioned before, Warhol himself originally started as a commercial illustrator. After exhibiting his work in several galleries in the late 50s, he began to receive recognition as an influential and controversial artist. His works explored the relationships between artistic expression, advertising, and celebrity culture, all of which was flourishing at around this time. In 63, Warhol got his hands on a photograph that showed an empty execution chamber in New York. He used it to create a series of paintings depicting the electric chair as, as a metaphor. A little bit on the nose, but the metaphor was about death, and thereby he was commenting on the controversy surrounding the death penalty in the 60s. Today's ekphrastic poem is about the most famous of this series, called Big electric chair. I'll give you a second to search for it in your browser. Could it really be this simple? Black or white, pink or green? Just a thought is just a dream. Could it really be this simple? Love or hate, 
scream, or moan, vengeance sits upon this throne. Could it really be this simple? See or blind, mute or sound, heavy is the head that wears the crown. It was supposed to be so simple, guilty or not guilty, life or death, faithful to the very last breath. How could it be this simple? Needle or chair, stay or execute. From this tree comes strange fruit. Tragically, Andy Warhol died in 1987 in February. Uh, basically following complications from routine gallbladder surgery. He was 58 at the time. After his death, his estate became the Andy Warhol Foundation, and in 1994, they renovated this warehouse on the north side of Pittsburgh, and it became the home of the Andy Warhol Museum. This museum holds an extensive permanent collection of art and archives from the art icon. Uh, the Dia Center for the Arts in New York City, they donated the core collection, which is about 60 early Warhol paintings and 80 drawings. While the Andy Warhol Foundation for the Visual Arts, they donate about 3,000 pieces themselves. This makes the Andy Warhol Museum the largest in the country dedicated to a single artist. If you're ever in the Pittsburgh area, you should make it a point to treat yourself to this excursion. Go check the place out. I'm Darwin Messaday. Thanks for listening.